Hello, welcome to Soberish, the freshly back from Atlantis podcast. My name is Jessa. I'm your host. Mark Pontius is here. He walked away from the microphone though, so I'll... hi. <laughs> Hello. That sounds much better when you do it. Um, weirdly, this morning I because I've been in Nashville for two days just to. Um, not accomplishing the things I came here to accomplish. But when we woke up this morning, I was like, I want to do a podcast maybe about Atlantis and all these downloads we've been getting. And then you looked in the, on the Facebook and people were requesting it in the group. So look what you got, which you were already going to get. (laughs) Um, I just hit my face with the thing. Okay. So a couple of downloads I've been getting. I feel like I have been downloading since I left Nashville. I don't know if it's the window. It feels like the window of time that we're in, which this is around the time last year that I was getting like downloads about what was coming with the 60. So like I get like, like briefed and then um, is what it feels like. I don't know. This is not a hierarchical thing, but it feels like I get like briefed on what's coming and then the download comes. So I know that the 70 download, whatever the fuck that means is coming for the collective in January, like the 61 came and we're still integrating 5d and 60. And so maybe that's what's happening. But I feel like since I took the antibiotics, I don't know if you guys heard this or not, but I got bit by a tick and, um, I took the antibiotics and ever since I like started those, I feel like when your phone's out of service somewhere, you're like camping, not that I've ever camped, but you're like camping for five days and you come back and then your phone's like, ding, 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 ding. That's what my fucking brain feels like. And it hasn't stopped. I don't know. When did I leave here? It's been a month and I'm just like, so some things that I've gotten is right now everyone's crown chakras are like stretched open is what it looks like. Like they're just like pulled open. And there's just these streams coming in of its memories. It's, but memories are different from past lives. They're tiny pictures, but there's a sensation of lived experience. And, um, it's, it's the Akashic records are kind of like, we've, we've like ascended to the point that we are like as a planet that we are now getting access to the Akashic records And so that veil of forgetfulness, because we were taught that this is like, you know, either some, some religious bullshit or some, you just exist one lifetime. People don't necessarily have a category of reason for what's happening, but the collective memory is coming back. So people whose ancestors were connected to the gods of the planet, I've been talking about this for a while, but we're here now, um, who are connected to the gods of the planet and connected to the earth and working along with earth, like tribal communities, people who were taking, like the colonizers represented like unconsciousness and they came through and kind of wiped that out. And those memories are coming back for the people whose power was taken and the colonizers memories of the things that our ancestors participated in are also coming back. And then on the other side of that, it's like, I don't know if it's like coming in like linear Uh, I think it's just all coming in, but we're kind of experiencing it. Linear is also the history of all of the lives that we've lived. Not like the lives we've lived in the age of Pisces, but like 
Atlantis, you know, all of these like past huge civilizations that like our consciousness played out all of these different characters in. So real quick on the first down the the first segment of information coming in. Um it is Sorry, Mark was getting scammed on the telephone, so we had to take a break. I don't remember where I was. The first part of those downloads, I feel like, needs its own episode or something, but um, it's the thing I've been talking about. It's the answer for your ancestors. So there is um, there is a real heaviness and shame for part of the collective whose ancestors participated in that, while a real empowerment of the people that are connected to the planet and, and nature happening there. And I think we're, we're going to see a big shift and it's going to cause a shift in the collective consciousness. I think it might cause a lot of attention around the, t- that'll get projected onto the election because people don't know where it's coming, from. where it's coming from. And people run like unconscious people to me feel, uh, Unconscious people who are answering for their ancestors, I want to say, feel like a liability to me in this because they feel the power shift. But the power shift is moving us into balance with nature and moving us into balance with each other. So it's actually great, but I I have a little bit of like a, a nervousness because it is so heavy, like I've been sitting in it and trying to do work in it, and it is... Um, it is very heavy and people who have a tendency to not want to deal with their own guilt and shame. So they like project out. So I am. Cause there's one. So the thing that that's interesting to me is most of this Akashic records are all of this downloading of ancestral past is it's mostly, uh, it comes through feeling, right? So right. if you're asleep to it, if you're unconscious, it just comes out as like a rogue feeling one day you're depressed or you're mad at what's going on. So then it's like we're all we all are getting that information, but if you are awake to it, there's a there's you can process it. You can process the feeling, move through it. If you're asleep, you are going to project it out, and that means that's going to come with whatever kind of way that you deal with that that emotion, right? So that's what you're saying is a liability. The like the that unconscious side dealing with that wave of emotion that's coming in, and they're not aware of it. It's going to play itself out in some. Yeah. Unconscious, volatile way, potentially. I mean, I don't know why I'm not just saying it directly. The unconscious white collective, it's like, imagine being, our spirits are being held in front of a screen to see the movie of our past. Okay, because we're our ancestors. And and, and for some people, they're going to see a movie of all the power that was taken from them. And they're going to be like, oh, that's my power. This is my power. This is my planet. I am connected to this. And it's this beautiful, amazing thing, which is very exciting. Uh, That's not the team that we're on. (laughs) And they're not teams against each other. It's just roles that we have played. So if it makes you really uncomfortable for me to talk about this, this is probably because you're having a hard time sitting in this energy because it's it's just the energy that needs to be cleared. So when... I can feel it like it's heavy. And so I just sit in it and just like, you know, cause that's what's happening is somewhere in another part of myself. I am being shown the movie of the horrors that like my ancestors who I am connected to and I carry their DNA, like ha- what they did. And it's, I said this in December 
the death of the masculine. You think it was rough to remember when you were a victim. Imagine what it feels like to wake up and realize that you were the one doing the raping. It's awful. It's horrible. But like we have to sit in it. We have to hold space and we have to open our hearts and we have to, you know, or we can do what I'm afraid the unconscious white collective is going to do, which they're just going to feel it and experience it as something's being taken from me. Why is everyone attacking me? Why is nobody, you know, because people project outwards and look for an external enemy. So there's something like, and I don't want to freak anyone out, but it might get pretty ugly before it gets better. And to me, it feels like there's two timelines because of this. There's like, you can give back what you stole or you can uh, give back what you stole, but it, because they took it. You know what I mean? Like, um, because your victims took it back. You know, uh, to me, the, the power that's coming back to the planet, because the, the unconscious like theft of energy and power threw everything completely out of balance. That's why our society sucks. That's why everyone's miserable. Like it, it, this, this restoration of balance is beautiful and amazing, but there is a phase of healing where you have to face what you did and that energy because of the way that these memories come back in a sensation, people who don't realize that they project sensations outward feel like a liability yeah, to me. Yeah, that makes sense. It's interesting that it only comes mostly through it feeling. So it's not like, because I think that is sometimes a confusion when we're talking about, and it, it has been for me in the past, where we're trying to find out our ancestral past or like what was our memory of our life uh you know, just archetypically, we've all been involved somewhere. Our soul was like at some point in the Atlantis era. And <clears throat> sometimes I think that it's like, oh, I'm going to do this past life memory stuff. And like these full memories are going to come through clear as day. I'm going to know exactly what happened and then I can process it. But it's, it sounds like it is more subtle in the way that it comes in as a feeling primarily. And then depending on your ability to like process that and be open to it, I, maybe then there are like visual actual memories where you're like, oh, wow, I, I can actually like recall some visual things that are connected to some of these emotions, you know, and then you get more clarity on it. But I feel like it's like it's such an important thing to to note that it, it first comes in an emotional sensation. So it doesn't it's not clear right away that, oh, this is the Atlanta stuff. It's like it takes that first like just sitting in it trying to be open and then you can start to access like where it's coming from but it's also interesting to me i like it's like so in some lights thinking of atlantis and all that stuff it's hard to get people's heads around it's like what did that exist is that what is it why do we like in that facebook post somebody on soberish said uh at the end they were like what more importantly i just want to know what's the importance of knowing of remembering this past or understanding atlantis like why do we need to understand that as in the past but it's interesting because it's it just it's kind of it seems pretty simple to me if you look at it archetypically with energies. It was that we were a part of that that happened, and there was a point where it could have gone one or two ways, and it went one way. And so, if we can understand and like be open to those feelings and let those emotions come through, we can understand how if we're in a similar situation now, how we can kind of maybe make a different decision for it to have a different outcome. And it's not good or bad, but it's just a 
that's, I think, the importance in understanding as much as we can some of the um, the past of where these other civilizations maybe went wrong and could have done better because it's pretty obvious that we're in the same like energetic pattern of what is it 12,000 years where we're like on the opposite side of when Atlantis happened so we're kind of in a very similar space yeah I think um I think when I talk about the Atlantean wound, sometimes I don't know if I talk about it on the podcast. I definitely talk about it quite a bit in Patreon. I never connected to any past lives. This is all like new stuff to me. I've always like, I don't know if I've ever been anywhere. And then in like December on a mushroom trip, I, um, it was brought to my attention that I was left in Atlantis. That whole mushroom trip, I like connected to a part of me that had done ascensions, had like come to earth and worked ascensions multiple times or anywhere and worked ascensions. Like I show up for the pivot, help people get from one place to the next. And, um, how do I describe that memory? It's just like a knowing it feels like a character kind of. And then there was an event during that mushroom trip where someone was doing energy work on me and she was like, I'm supposed to tell you, we didn't mean to leave you here. Uh, we waited for you and you didn't, you didn't come. And then I felt the abandonment wound, because this is, this is why it's important, is that we carry trauma from all these different lives yeah. and the trauma from our past lives becomes our story. And then we play this fucking story out over and over and over again. And right now I'm trying to figure out, do we actually have the ability to change our stories? Because I feel like I have in the last year like put to rest several of my stories. But what I have learned in the last eight months is that every single one of those stories, you brought me here and left me is a favorite story of mine. Um, abandonment is a story. People finding out I'm powerful and then using it against me is a story. Like all of these things that like have played out in my life over and over again come from this wound so she was doing energy work by my feet and then the the wound this like abandonment wound that I had been trying to heal forever I felt it like come up my body and then this just extreme anger by the time it got to my head and then I was like oh you fucking left me here you left me here. And then I couldn't quite put the pieces together because I don't remember anything about Atlantis. I know that when people tell me it was technology, I'm like, no, that's a piece of it. But like it had to do with consciousness. And then I was doing a reading for someone. And you can just like, when someone talks about Atlantis, is it triggering? Do you have the sensation? Like the Atlantean wound is that shit went bad. And some got out and some got stuck. And I don't understand a ton about the great year, but my under, like what I do understand is that we do 12 ages unconscious and then 12 ages conscious. And that's considered a full thing. So, and Atlantis was at the beginning of 12,000 years of us being unconscious. Yeah. The end of that. Right. So we were going to sleep in Atlantis and we're waking up in this civilization. Yeah, and as far as I understand, yeah, that's I think that's right. That's what it. Yeah, because we're on the t the opposite side, so it went through a whole phase, a half cycle of sleep of unconscious, and now it's moving back into conscious. 
So this history matters just like the history of my past relationships matters in my relationship with you because I can draw from those experiences and do better. Right. And um, I feel immediately when we're talking about this, I feel people looking at it too hard. So I think just allow these things to come forward if you don't have memory, just like because it's not a place where you can like look for it. It's not like that feels ma- like that masculine energy to me. It's just a, like a no, it just, I knew it. I just knew it. I did get flashes. However, I do think that there is something like, it is maybe masculine, like going to look for it. I, I agree. It's not the right, maybe because it's a feeling thing, right? We right. get the memories from the feeling. So, um, but that, as I've mentioned to you a couple of times and we started watching, there's a show called uh, Initiation on Gaia and it's kind of cheesy, but it has a, such a great uh, kind of a historical idea of, of about about Atlantis and for me I haven't had like I guess I have had some feelings come up that I'm trying to unpack what they are where they come from but that started to trigger like concepts in my head that I was like oh this is familiar in a way I get okay and it laid like a foundation to start taking in some of that stuff um so I don't know for some people I know some people are like that where you want to have a basic understanding of some of the information because Atlantis does kind of fit in a lot of different ideas of what people thought it was. So it's hard to understand some of the basics, but that show has a lot of like really interesting trigger points to me that like set the foundation to start like understanding some of those feelings as they come in. There's a little more context to put it in. Yeah. Yeah. And I like, I can never consume that kind of stuff. Like I can't read stories about alien civilizations. I can't watch shows. I can't listen to podcasts. Cause it's all just like, want, 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 want until I'm in this remembering phase. Mm-hmm. And then, and then my brain will like open to it and be able to hear it because I'm like remembering it. And that's like the download energy that I've been in. And, um, uh, in the last, there's also something when I talk about the Atlantean wound on the podcast, it's because it went bad and we were at the same, we were trying to pull something off there and we were at the same point in time that we are now. And I don't think that they were necessarily having kind of an apocalypse, but the sensation that I was having was like um higher dimensional beat like we were there trying to trying to fix something because they were fucking up their civilization we were trying to bring them back up and um and uh the sensation that i have is that i was right that i we were doing something that i was like this will backfire and no one believed me or no one listened to me and then it backfired and we had a little bit of little bit of notice to get out and then I was looking for someone, uh, probably a dude, and trying to bring him with me. And then I got like I got left there. So I don't know if we had spaceships or what, but I like I remember being, I remember thinking, okay, I'm gonna die now. And some clues about what we've experienced in past lives was my first like kind of psychic ability not my first but one of them when I was trying to explain how I know where someone's coming from I just I'm like I feel like I've already been there like I feel like I've had that experience so I'm able to speak to it and I think that that is there are clues there there are clues in our trauma and then there are clues in like 
I don't know how to describe it, like what feels true. And then we kind of have this, what if I'm making this up? And it's like, who cares? I mean, you're not, who cares? But the people who have the memories just kind of allow the memories to, to be, yeah. you know? So I've kind of been piecing it together, but this makes so much sense because I have, the, I have this abandonment wound that was never, that was so much bigger and getting killed in a civilization in Atlantis isn't the end of the world because you live. But, like, that avatar died. Like, that avatar was a piece of me. And, like, I had that experience of that death and that abandonment. Um, what I'm trying to unpack, and then you found this, like, Medium article or the series of articles about the history of Earth. Yeah, it's like the history of the multiverse, I think it's called. Yeah. So and- it goes through Earth and all that. And it's so, I don't know. It's so, it's like, I feel like we've reached the phase and maybe this has a lot to do with what 7D is going to be, but we've reached the phase where now we've unlocked the Akashic records. And part of the reason that we act so dumb in this civilization is because we don't understand. Nobody knows who they are. Humans think humans are the top of the food chain. Like they, they think that their, their politics are important. You know what I mean? Like they think that like, capitalism makes sense they just don't like they don't understand anything about how anything works they dominate animals they dominate the earth they make things that just take up space they just consume like none of it makes any sense because nobody knows who the fuck they are they don't know what the what we've done before it's like you disconnect someone from their memories and it's like um and the awakening piece is is interesting because a lot of times it doesn't feel like I'm becoming something. It feels like I'm remembering something. Yeah. I'm remembering who I was the whole time. Totally. I love that. Can I butcher? I'm going to. Okay. So Mark read the thing and then gave me the cliff notes. And now I am going to butcher the cliff notes and then he'll interject. In the beginning, there was the Big Bang. And the Big Bang was when the masculine and the feminine split. Yeah, but I think the Big Bang also, it's like maybe we should use a different term because there's also the Big Bang of science, which is it's a little bit different of a uh, phenomenon. It wasn't like the Big Bang happened and then we had everything at once. Oh. It was just a splitting of essentially like this unity uh, consciousness beginning to start to try to know itself and ha- through experience. So it's like a ball of energy, essentially, that then it splits into two and it becomes feminine and masculine or positive and negative duality. And then it disperses itself. It gets lost in the universe through that like explosion. And then that starts an evolutionary process that's very, very long. And But it's all like small experience first. So it's like this 1D thing and then it starts to expand itself. But yeah, the interesting part that starts from that like the way that they were unfolding is that it that split began this whole idea of like mother wound and feminine and masculine and how they're attracted to each other and repelled from each other and that was like it's an archetypal thing throughout the universe that creates the potential for experience through those dualities through the positive and negative aspect and so it's like this that's the foundation of the beginning of this whole multiverse, like just in any earth, other planets, other beings and all of that all fit within that structure of this positive and negative splitting and then trying to find itself again and harmonize through neutrality. So there's 
trauma and all kinds of stuff that happens from that split because then you know the the feminine the feminine is missing pieces of itself with which are the masculine and so it desires it but then the masculine has the opposite energy of like not it doesn't feel that it just wants to get away from it but it kind of does want the feminine it just has to so there's this whole like play that starts to unfold that's really simple energy it's just not it's not necessarily sex of masculine and, and feminine. It's just these like polarities that are trying to interact and like play with each other. And so that creates just an endless amount of different experiences. But the interesting part that I think that we got off on, like when I was reading that and we were in that lion's gate portal energy, there was so much that was coming in about the mother wound that like we all are dealing with as well. And that kind of goes through the many different vices of experiences. I think it's like in Atlantis, it's in all these experiences. It's this idea that there's a wound that we're all drawn to try to heal that came from this original splitting. So it's not even necessarily like a bad or good thing. It's a part of the universe. But if we, if you can heal, if that mother wound gets healed, then the unity starts to happen much more like effortlessly because there's, an understanding of like, oh, we're, we're, we're going to go back together here again. And then the whole thing, you know, essentially the idea is that then it starts again, it does it again. Then you go all, everything goes back to unity and then it bursts again and you do it all over again, essentially, you know, millions of years of processes. But there's a lot of information that I mean, it'd probably take a while to get into, maybe we will, but the, that that mother wound exists still. And there's a kind of a not like an obligation or responsibility, but like in a way there is to the the wound, this mother wound thing is healed through experiencing trauma and healing it. And it's like you go to the different corners of the universe to try to get those wounds healed as much as possible because that helps the entire universe like be angling towards more of a harmonized reality and so it's like kind of toward it's towards unity but that there's that splitting it kind of it just goes so far and that the idea that in 3d reality like the reality we're in on earth has a lot of mother wound energy that has like gone to the corner of the universe lower in this 3d reality and so it's like you come down to the low a low reality to uh access a trauma and clean up all of the mother wound essentially we're like going in as just to be able to uh, find all of that that trauma mother wound and transmute it into something that's like acceptance and neutrality and then we move closer to that the mother that's Gaia and everything and healing it uh, for that unity to start to occur if that makes sense yeah it's it's like we come down to earth we are bigger energies and then we use earth as a play to play out place to play out scenarios that is healing this wound and what that made me think of when we we're talking about it because it talks about like once they were separated there was a, like there was trauma from that and so the feminine has this longing for the masculine to come back but when the masculine gets close the feminine goes into this kind of engulfing energy yeah. rather than receiving and in my own experience with releasing codependency and um, 
becoming vulnerable. I think it's funny because I feel like now, like the me that you know is this like person with feelings and everything else. But like you go back to being a beginning of Mormon and the meth head, like I did not expose, I didn't even know I had vulnerabilities. Like I just, I lived my entire life in a way that you like couldn't, you couldn't hurt me because you couldn't get close enough. And like, I couldn't receive love. And I always like needed to have my own resource. Like I was constantly preventing vulnerability and then it did show up was like my twin and this made me think oh this is why we put so many twins like it it woke us up but it also was an attempt to do like a massive cleanup of the mother wound because mm-hmm. the entire twin dance and this isn't about man woman this is about masculine feminine these are two different energies that are supposed to be together but this whoever the masculine feminine were in these twin things, there was always a, like a quote unquote runner and chaser. And there was, there was a desire to engulf this person. Like I was trying to wear his skin energetically. I was pulling on him constantly longing like crazy energies. And then the masculine is running like the masculine is. And a lot of times it's running from something that's like not a balanced energy. It's not an allowing. And after I healed the part of me that was like, I can't find something out side of myself to fix this like I have to fix this myself and now in like my relationship with you I'm like trying to allow myself like be receptive which is what feminine energy is right it's like receptive and it is so hard it's like it's an it's an opening sometimes it feels like a muscle I didn't know my my body had I'm like how do you work this thing like I do I want to be receptive and it's like it's very difficult it's difficult for me to let people take care of me it's difficult like um and you can feel that wound in in everything and for like you can see it playing out as the the patriarchy is falling that masculine energy is like well don't you guys know what's going to happen if i lose control like you know it is this it's literally yeah it's it's in everything it's and that's what was so fascinating to me is like oh this all ties back to this one energetic exchange that happened in the universe that was like a splitting which is good like we want you want this duality to be able to have longing and experience like you kind of can say that the from that original split comes the sexual desire of male and female to be with each other because it was original unity but it split and so the trauma that goes with that like once the female and it split and the female energy was like alone it felt like it was missing a piece of itself and because it's mostly based in feeling, it dealt with, it was like sitting in sorrow and grief. It's like, where is my other half? And so it has a little bit of like trauma when it tries to unite with ma- with the masculine again. It does want to engulf it. It's, it's like, I've been you so hurt. Left. Like you, you left. fucking left. Get Get back in here. And meanwhile, the masculine energy is like overwhelmed by that. It's like, don't eat me up. Oh my God. No, no, I'm out here. It's more like go get her. And it's excited to kind of like take over universe and everything so it's kind of running from it but then so the only way for it to actually harmonize is for both sides to like calm down and stop grasping but then feel into what it is then you realize oh i am you you are me we're supposed to oh there's a middle way to do this and so like all through all of that i think that there's like in those articles it talks about how it slowly started to the feminine energy and the masculine energy started to realize each other and try to like come together. And that's what creates this sexual desire between masculine and feminine. It kind of is what creates new life too. So it's very in- in- 
integral, integral, whatever, for the whole process of life. But there is this side of it that is, if you can heal it and neutralize it and come into the middle of it, it's you have such a better reality, like all across the board, because it's, it's just positive and negative, masculine, and feminine things. So it, it is in everything, like all our social dynamics, all of nature. It's all just this like opposite ends playing together, trying to harmonize in the, in the middle. And it feels like mostly like nature on the earth, like has got it down. Like they, it, it, it process, it works really well, you know? Um, probably because it's mostly unconscious and it's just naturally falling into those places. And that's where we're being pulled in now. The earth's healing, all of that's happening. And now we're being faced to like find those trauma points, find those wounds. And that's where it kind of comes into like, there's a little bit of an obligation because it's special to be able to come down. Like the idea I understood was like being on earth in a 3d reality. It is a low density. So it's heavy. There's a lot of, it's like, material stuff and that's where a lot of the trauma does exist it's like you go into the hell realms so being in a human if you're if you have if you're like conscious as a human you have the ability to go to the depths of hell to find all of those traumatic wounds and that's the tool is to be able to feel into them and transmute them and that ripple effect is like not only it changes your life but it changes the whole course of the universe because you found a missing traumatic piece of that mother wound the original separation that only you as an individual could find that specific piece of trauma through your life by healing that transmuting it it's just like such a huge ripple effect down the line and it really does have uh it it unfolds a lot of change on other realms and different dimensions different beings different all of it so it's like it's actually a really cool thing to know that it it kind of makes the heavy dark parts of reality a little sweeter and have some kind of you know heroicism to it it's like oh i there's a good side of this that you're like macroing this is like why we fall asleep and go into trauma mm-hmm. and it's the point of it i talked last week on the like the cycle of like downloading information and then um integrating it and then applying it and it's like you have to kind of you have to go to sleep and i'm using air quotes into the 3d to heal those wounds and then come back out i think that the going to sleep and coming out going to sleep coming out going to sleep coming out is the way that it's supposed to work and i think the times in my life where i just refuse to come out of the higher dimensions I don't think I got much done. You know, I just tried yeah. to live in the ether all the time. I was pretty spiritually bypassing. And as much as I feel ashamed every time I figure out I'm asleep, I fi- I'm starting to see it after this last one. I'm starting to see it more like I'm in a room with a VR mask on and I'm like, all right, I'm going back in. And then I pop in and then I, I do the thing. I clear the trauma. I go through the entire cycle of it. It's like, uh, I have an external enemy. And then I realize, you know, I play out the thing with the external enemy. And then I go, I am the enemy. And then I clean out the thing with me. And then I, I, I reconcile it. And then I go, oh, shit, I'm asleep. And then I pop back out. And then I integrate the information that I got. And then I go back into And then I get another download. And then I go into the delusion in order to work yeah, through the download. See, that, and that's the magic of it, I think, is that being in a human body, you, you do, if you can become awake of that, you now are, it's such a, like, I've always heard so many uh, different channels and spiritual people talk about, like, that there's always this overarching thing. that Everybody's like, it's special to be here. Remember that. Like, you wanted to be here, and there's a great, um, it's a privilege to, like, to be able to, like, 
have the ability to do what we can do in this body or in this avatar because it has a direct access point like i said to the you call it the hell realms or whatever the 3d thing where you can go to the depths of experience but you also if you wake up you can connect to spirit so you have this it's like in the universe you can kind of you have an access point to like the higher spirit realms which is light and love and all of that like pureness but in the human body in that in our experience on earth you can experience this trauma clean it up and connect that back up to spirit where if you're like unconscious an animal or anything if you're unconscious human you don't have access to spirit so you just experience the trauma and it's it's you're like back and forth you're just causing your own loops in it you know you're not actually integrating and healing those things so when we wake up that's like it's special to be alive today kind of if you're conscious because you can really like help without even you're not like a go like a good uh go-getter like do-gooder kind of person you just by living life and like kind of falling asleep and going into the depths transmuting that it's like such a fucking amazing thing to be able to have those two connections because if you're just in like these higher dimensions you don't like it's just it is kind of bliss a lot of the times and you're in these other bubbles you don't get as much like processing healing and work done that's why it is kind of like heavy to come down in 3d most people don't want to do it because you get lost in it and that's part of the thing so you have to be able to be strong and know that part of this experience is getting lost in it and like figuring your way out of it and that's how you heal the trauma and then like if you do that once you've done like a gigantic amount of work down the line for so many things that like are hard to conceive from here but uh it just puts a lot of like special qualities into like sometimes for me it's just the dark parts of reality the tough times it's like ah right this is the the special thing i want this as much as yeah. i don't feel like i do it's the access point it's like you're you're clearing gigantic things for yourself and for like all of the universe essentially that's that macro energy. So if we're here in a physical body and we're just trying to escape to the higher dimensions or judging ourselves for going back in, and I've probably, I've definitely, I don't know, I've probably contributed to this on Soberish, but I've definitely held myself to this dumb standard of like, like waking up is the final like just maintaining constant higher dimensional consciousness is the goal. And I'm realizing that it's not, I see people saying stuff like, you know, all of my relationships turn out the same or all of my friendships turn out the same. And there was a point in my life where I would spiritually bypass that. Cause I only had access to the fourth dimension. So I would just be like, well, it's you, you're projecting it out, whatever. And I do still see it that way, but I see it like this person is trying to hack this wound. So they are caught are like, and not, not victim blaming, but there is, um, if you go into a video game and you haven't beat the frog prince, you know, you're just going to keep going back to the frog prince and he kills you and then you come back and then he kills you and then you come back. And then one day you figure out that it's this combo that kills the frog prince and then you go to the next level. And when I look at other people's lives, when they're in this thing, I just have this confidence that like you're going to hack that. You're going to figure that out. You're just you're you're meeting the same energy in every partner because you're trying to like hack that trying to be that level yeah yeah 
And so I see the value that like they can't transmute that energy for themselves in the fifth dimension. They have right. to do that here. Yeah. And so you have to go to sleep to do that because there's times to realize that none of this is real. There's times to realize that um, everything happens for a reason. This is a game and it's fun. You know, there are times to realize that. I don't think that that is absolute truth at all times. I think that when you're in the third dimension, trauma is real and here for a purpose and that we're using it and we're using these mirrors. I've also been thinking a lot about external enemies because I'm kind of exhausted with this idea of looking outside of ourselves for the conflict. And um, as someone who's trying to build a community, I realize that people still really have that desire to work out their trauma in the reflection of other people. And they, when they are experiencing that, they want to excommunicate the people. So now in the spiritual community, it's like, oh, okay, are we just going to build a tiny group of people? And then the second everyone gets uncomfortable, you're all going to um, expose each other and excommunicate each other over a, a series of mutual uh, projections are you going to run around and try to convince everyone that other people are bad because we're not going to get anywhere like we it's can't the same old game it's the same game dimension. i'm exhausted with it i'm yeah. exhausted with it i don't want to have an external enemy anymore and i've caught myself a couple of times starting to buy into that and then i'm like you know what i'm not i might be having like an external enemy situation. I'm going to hop in. I'm going to get what I need out of it. I'm going to back out. I'm going to let you change characters on my timeline anytime you want. Yeah. I'm not going to be like, this person's bad or irredeemable for the rest of their life. I don't think that exists, to be honest. I've seen people play 10 different characters in my life before if you're open to allowing people to do that. But we tend to really attach to the idea that some people are bad or irredeemable. And uh, that feels like... Well, and it's with this, yeah, and with the concept of the idea that you're basically, if we're just trying to, it's like this new idea of, of, okay, we're not trying to just sustain this 50 all the time and always stay up there. It's a classic thing when, you know, Ram Dass and all those people were trying to do psychedelics. They just could not deal with the comeback down. They always just wanted to stay up there. And that's what we all feel a lot of the times. But then when you start to just say, okay, no, the access point is experience and emotion. So we have to feel into these things and that's how we we actually like sustain a unity uh eventually like to where we can all go through that and then potentially we do all stay in a fit 5d or like a higher dimension but in the process of doing this like through an ascension it seems to be like the important part here is that there's individually we're all going to experience trauma in, in our own individual ways and have to fall asleep to go through it if that's the case and we're all trying to get communities around each other, we need to have a, it seems the important part is to have a lot of space for somebody else to know that we're all going to be falling asleep here at different points. And when somebody's doing that, you might not even know it, but like something starts to play out where there's like, we're susceptible to those projections and taking them too seriously. And then we push someone out. All we're, we're essentially like, we pushed them out because they fell asleep and they're trying to do work. Yeah. If you have space and just allow that and you, you like you've said before, like you just kind of like remove your energy, your access from it, but you don't throw them out the fucking to the street. You kind of just say, OK, well, we're going to just put this on pause 
process this stuff, deal with it. And when you come back, then we'll, we'll kick off from where we are, or now you've changed. Now we're going to integrate that and move forward. But, uh, it's like, if you start to see it that way, it doesn't make it really like the concept of like, we're going to have to kind of fall back asleep a little bit to access some of these traumas and then slingshot forward a little more, fall asleep and slingshot forward a little more in that process. If you vilify someone or take something that they did while they were asleep trying to access something as like a true character judgment of this person that's like awake at most times it's not going to be totally valid like and you're going to kick them out for no reason that a year later like that shit's all gone you know yeah so um i feel like i may have contributed to this because this is something i'm also learning but when when someone is your vampire which like I've been someone's vampire. I was definitely made my twin responsible for my feelings and put expectations on them and everything else. I was their vampire. I like that was I see like awakening as an onion and you're just peeling back layers and layers and layers. And sometimes you get to an ugly layer and you act out and you blame everyone else and you push it outside of yourself and you pull on people's energy and you manipulate. If you have childhood trauma, you're probably some form of manipulator. Like that's what you do in your survival things. And if in the conscious community, we're not holding any sort of space for people when they're in an ugly layer of an onion, like we're like, Oh, here's an ugly layer of the onion. They've always been ugly. They've always been bad. I knew they were bad. Let's, let's all get on the phone and talk about how they were bad. Let's push them out of the community. Like it's happening. Like I'm seeing it happen and I'm, uh, we're not going to get anywhere because you're going to hit an ugly layer of the onion and then we're going to send you packing as well. So like, how do we find a balance here? Now I've experienced people in ugly layers of the onion in, in the last six months. And I was the, uh, the, um, what they were projecting on. Right. So like I was the victim of their ugly layer. If I, I don't want to say victim, but like I was on the receiving end of that. And I caught myself first. I had to realize that that's what was happening. And so then I had to feel my feelings and be like, okay, um, someone is making my life difficult because of a projection that they have about me. I checked in with myself. Is this projection real? I, it, it wasn't triggering me. I think when people's projections trigger you is because you have a wound and then you also go to sleep and you two battle it out together. But more and more now I'm getting when people are projecting, I just like have space for that, for me to be like, let me check in. That doesn't resonate. So I'm just going to like, I can't control the character I play on your timeline. So do you, I guess. Um, however, I'm removing my energy. Like I'm, I'm not going to engage in this, in this thing that you're doing right now. I'm not giving you access to me. I'm not going to humiliate you in front of everyone. I'm not going to convince everyone else you're bad because it scares me that you think I'm bad. I'm just going to say, Hey buddy, I'm going to sit this one out. I don't like, you don't get to feed off of me. You don't get to, you don't get to engage me in this. You don't get to take my time or energy or live in my head rent free, but I'm not going to cancel your existence in our community because I don't like this layer of the onion, because I believe that you're going to get to another layer and it's going to be fine. And that's, I caught myself for a second because I was hurt. 
I caught myself for a second going past processing being hurt and into wanting to push this person out of my reality. And I'm not saying you have to keep people. This is like the, you don't have to keep people around that are hurting you. Okay. So like, I'm going to use soberish community as an example. Okay. Um, if you live with someone who's hurting you, remove them from your house. There's a difference between removing them from your house and saying, Hey man, I'm not into this. And maybe you're never into it again. Like maybe that's like that path you two walk together. You don't ever want to walk it again. That's fine. Do you then need to get on the phone and make sure that everyone else knows that this person is bad. Now, exceptions to this, obviously, sexual assault, things where people are physically in danger, whatever. But we're all toxic. Like, we all have toxic, like, unhealed layers. And we all act out sometimes. And I just don't know and if it is productive. To me, I just feel like if we bought a piece of land right now and tried to communally live, it would just it would just be every single month there would be a new group enemy and every single month we would be expelling them because we're not done working that out within mm-hmm. ourselves. And so I have been examining within myself the desire to have external enemies to work my shit out. And I had gotten to the point where I was like, there should be no external enemies. There's no external enemies. And then I was like spiritually bypassing experiences I was having. And I'm like, okay, well, that's not it either. So what is the point of an external enemy? Can we hop into an experience, experience the person projecting onto us or hurting us or abandoning us or rejecting us or whatever and feel the range of feelings with that, heal from that and then pop back out and then not need the avatar that played that role for us to be excommunicated from the reality. Like, is there a way that we can get in or that we can get in without, I I'm not good at like long-term resentments. You know, I've always kind of been like, if you've been punching me in the face, I'm going to get my face away from your fist. But if at some point you were like, Hey, I don't want to play that role anymore. I'm not going to punch you in the face. I'm like, okay. And that doesn't necessarily mean I let you close, close to me. But if we're in a community or like a family scenario or like a work scenario where you exist in the reality, like I don't, I don't need to ruin your, you know what I mean? Like, so I'm trying to figure out the balance here because I think we need external enemies while we're healing these things. Um, and when we were watching that initiation thing, he talked about the second dimension being this duality, but duality is where we create. And so you have to have those two different, mm-hmm. you have to have, cause I feel like we keep trying to just transcend duality. So duality doesn't exist anymore, but unity isn't the lack of those two things. Unity is those two things working in harmony. And as what I understand is that duality still exists up to the, f- up to five, the fifth dimension. You still, it's still a thing to play with cause you create all the way up to like a 5d. So we're creating things. And then essentially it starts to unify more into light and there's less duality. It's like you live in this other kind of ether of experience and it's very quick. There's no time and all of that. But up to, the, you know, a couple more dimensions, duality is still a thing. So it doesn't, but it's potentially harmonized at that point where it's not as, we're not thrown off of our uh, mark so much by a dark experience. It's understood of like, that's that's a an energy source is all that is. Right now it's, it's unhealed. So it's, it's not, a it's still an energy source but it uh 
is in balance. So it like throws us off and we get lost in the, you know, depression of the feelings or or the sorrow, whatever it is. But when it's actually healed collectively, then it just becomes an energy source. That makes sense because I feel like a lot of the destruction, like the fifth dimension, the 5D downloads and the 5D abilities to like see energy is a lot of what is destroying the old world. Mm -hmm. And um, something, this has to be your energy because I am so, was before I met you so disconnected from like nature and I just didn't like resonate with it. And then I saw the way that you resonated with it and I was like, okay, this is starts to make sense. And then just all of these downloads I've been getting about like operating within nature instead of this old way of dominating nature. And then downloads about like the feminine and the masculine like working together in unity where this old thing was them trying to dominate each other they're always like but but if they were like harmonizing they work in perfect flow and um just my weekly the apocalypse is okay the apocalypse means the unveiling by the way it just means the revealing it just means the veil is being lifted i think people think i'm saying armageddon it's the apocalypse but when when we realize who we are and what we're doing here, all of the things that are bullshit that were just created out of some like hunger to find something outside of yourself are going to collapse. So a lot of these very scary things that are happening right now is just the earth coming back into balance. And so all these things that are unbalanced are just, they're collapsing, they're going away. And so it is extremely painful and there is a lot of loss and there is the complete destruction of everything we've ever known but it's actually just the beginning of things coming into balance and then us living like a fulfilling life you know until we get bored and do this bullshit all over again right there's a uh one of the most interesting for me that's been so helpful and it's kind of like i just understood it in a deeper way than i've i've heard this before obviously and it's kind of a, a common like saying and and the spiritual communities and stuff but the understanding of uh, how emotion in every sense is this, it's an energy. And so like the whole universe is based, based on energy, right? It's just waves and particles and everything. So it's just energy. We're always looking for energy. We eat food to have energy. And there are other places to get energy, you know, potentially in these higher pla- realms that's not just food. Um, and one of those is just experiencing emotion. And so there's a... I've had certain experiences where I can like kind of disconnect from the emotion enough, not that I'm like bypassing it or not feeling it, but I can sense that it's whether it's a uh, melancholy feeling with a song or some kind of like sorrow that like a song triggers to me that gives me access to part of my life that's emotional to process. Um, instead of being overwhelmed, like totally overwhelmed by that emotional feeling and then getting lost in it and having to dig my way out, which is what I, you know, you eventually do, but there's this like, I'm removed from it for a minute and it feels just like, holy shit, there's a bunch of energy from that. Like for me, music is one of the direct access points to any kind of emotion. If the song comes on and it's like a sad song, I overwhelmingly feel sadness and my mind, my imagination starts to just imagine sad things in my life or create other things. But the emotion that comes from that, it like seemingly comes out of nowhere. Like I hear certain tones in a song 
and then it pulls this emotion out of me. And I've had moments where that comes up and I'm kind of removed from it. And I'm like, oh, God, there's a bunch of energy right here that normally I would like be overtaken by. And I wouldn't use that energy. It would like affect me and make me tired or depressed or whatever. And I'd get lost in it. But there's a way to like, and I think that's what this is, like these other levels of duality where I'm not as afraid of that emotion. I actually just look at it as a, a source to be tapped for energy if I know how to transmute it and like feel it, accept it. So like I bring it into my body, like the, uh, a song makes me feel real sad. So instead of being like, oh, I don't want to feel sad right now, I'm going to turn that song off. I just like let myself go, just jump off and be like, I'm so sad right now. And, and it comes in and then all of a sudden I, it's like a source of energy, like in my body, like starts in my stomach and kind of comes up and then I can feel that and like accept all of that. And then all of a sudden I have a ton of energy and I can do something with it. And so in moments like I've, that were very clear, I had that happen. I let the music like make me feel sad, go into the depths of that emotion. And then it starts to heal and draws up. And then I like, for me, it was just a bunch of clear thoughts and ideas about things that like just channeled out. So, and it was like endless. I just started talking and I started writing things down and then it was, you know, a bunch of downloads for me or just healing acceptance of that sorrow that I was just feeling. And so as I like come out of that, it's just like, holy shit, there was a huge, all emotion is, it's like this tool. It's a special power that we are able to, again, go find these mother wounds through feeling and through all, all this, all the disharmony that's happened to be able to feel through that. And it's just an energy source and you move it through you and then it, it like heals you, but then you also like have access to more information after that. So by moving that energy through, it's just like, it's so fascinating to me that like on so many levels, I've been afraid to feel things. And when a sad sum comes, comes on, I don't want to feel sad. I push it out, but it's so special to be a human being that we have, like we can be put into these emotional states for whatever, if it's music or like an interaction with somebody and it brings this up, I'm usually fearful of that and I want to run away and just be blissful or like I'm going to go take some psychedelics so I can get away from that. And that's like missing the point entirely because it's just energy. And it's this whole concept with shadow too. Like everybody's afraid of shadow, but it's just when you, it's an un, it's a part of yourself that you haven't allowed to have space in reality and be. So it's like this hurt child and it's a source of energy. It's like it's part of the universe. There's a lot of energy in the darkness. But when we understand it as just that, it's not good or bad always. Um, what a, an amazing, like, untapped source of energy. And, I, you know. Yeah, it's interesting that 5D, like, to get access to 5D, you have to process everything through the emotional body. So 4D is like that mental body. So you have the duality that we're experiencing in the second, third dimension. And then... Um, you get to the the fourth dimension, and it doesn't really want to. It doesn't want to do that emotional work. So it just that's where the spiritual bypassing comes from. Is the person's only like accessing four D, and the truth of four D is the truth of the higher dimensions, but it doesn't have the integration of the emotions, and so the process from the fourth dimension to the fifth dimension is this brutal having to reprocess all of your experiences through the emotional place. But once you are able to experience 
going to sleep with access to 5D, you're now having these experiences and you have the ability to process them through the emotional body and get to the lessons and heal the wounds and actually do the real work. So I think that a lot of what we are experiencing as, oh no, I'm stuck, I'm stagnant, I'm not getting anything done, I can't, I'm crying again, I'm back in my bathtub, like whatever. It's really like we're getting the work done because now we have access to 5D. So we don't just have trauma that's getting shoved in a box somewhere. We have trauma that we're actually able to use and like work through stuff. And I think that that's also kind of part of why we're experiencing so much trauma in this like collapse of the old world. Um, we should probably wrap this up. Do you have anything else? No. Do you have anything you want to promote? Uh, not really. I mean, I haven't made another podcast. I have a podcast called sudden movements that has two episodes. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, Um, you can find that somewhere on the internet, but hopefully it'll be more soon. Um, I've got readings open for next week. Just a read comedy on Twitter and Instagram. Imagination Project is up. It's imagination with a Z instead of a T project.com. Um, there is the subsidized services is open. There's quite a bit of lag because uh, a ton of people applied and I, it's a full-time job and I already have two full-time jobs. So I am sorry if you applied and haven't heard back yet, we're working on it. And, um, there's also forums and all kinds of shit there. Who knows how any of this stuff works out? It's all an experiment and we'll see if, um, if it does it. I don't think there's anything else. I came here to try to record an episode of alien school and it didn't work. So you're welcome for me not putting out any of the shitty versions of alien school that I've recorded. I'm going to try again in a couple weeks. So I'm going to try to get this up today. So you guys, Oh, Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Jessa reads where you get paid content. You get two bonus episodes a month, often very late. And in addition to that, for the $5 tier, you get all the past episodes. So there's like, I don't know, 12, 12 extra episodes, 15. I don't know the fuck. And at the $10 tier, you get a weekly energy update that's like a YouTube live so you can interact. And at the $20 tier, we do like a live stream where we discuss the week's, um, the most recent week's podcast. So that's patreon.com forward slash Jessa Reed. I will see you next week.